a quick and simple method to memoize anything. Get control of your memory with one system and five simple rules. From just inputs to real memories. We all wish we could have a better grip of what we can memorize, right? We are all born with an innate desire to learn about the world, but we are not necessarily born with the most effective cognitive resources to quickly memorize all the information we may wish to. Every single day, we are bombarded with inputs, links, books, places to visit, restaurants, apps, and so on, and so forth. So much daily stimulation, yet so little useful absorption of all the information we actually care about. Wouldn't it be great if we had a better control over our memories? Today I want to explain a flashcard system approach to memorize all the relevant information you want to keep. The idea, flashcards for everything. On a beautiful day, my girlfriend and I were going on a small trip to this nice little town close to where we live to visit a local botanic garden. I remember the amazement I felt looking at a field full of gorgeous flowers of all sorts and types. At the same time, I wondered about the fascinating challenge that it would be to memorize all those categories, to know on sight which flower is which. I once met a botanist that knew a lot about plants and nature and I can still recall the impressive manner with which he demonstrated his knowledge of the different types of flowers. He showed such fluid access to information, it was quite an experience. So much information, yet for him it seemed second nature. This realization led me to do a little digging about memory and memory augmentation. Going through papers and articles I found one specific read that stood out, an article from Michael Nielsen, Augmenting Long-Term Memory. Augmenting Long-Term Memory One day in the mid-1920s, a Moscow newspaper reporter named Solomon Shershevsky entered the laboratory of the AugmentingCognition.com. In this piece, he discussed his Onki flashcard system to memorize pretty much anything he wanted. What is a flashcard? Before we get into his article, if you are not familiarized with flashcards, here is a quick explanation. A flashcard is a simple card with a question on the front and the corresponding answer on the back. This card is supposed to hold an information you want to memorize and it is supposed to be reviewed a few times to guarantee retention. These are often used by students to study for exams and their simplicity makes them a valuable tool for learners. These cards are an application of the testing effect which refers to the scientific finding that retention of information increases when we practice retrieving that information through testing with proper feedback, like the response on the back of a flash card. The spacing effect and why it matters. Good study habits usually involve proper spacing of the study sessions which has been proven to accelerate learning. This effectiveness is associated with what is known as the spacing effect, the process of spacing out the learning sessions to promote long-term learning. A plethora of flashcard systems and apps usually leverage this effect by automating the review sessions for a given content through spaced repetition, the process of spacing out the repetitive learning events with increasingly bigger intervals and the results are robust and well-documented in the literature. However, I never came across an argument that sold this system as something beyond traditional learning environments. 
All of the wonderful results associated with these ideas seem to apply to specific contexts, so I never paid too much attention to them. It all changed when I read Nielsen's article. The argument for flashcards. So, I was indeed a bit skeptical, as we all must be, let's not forget the words of one of the greatest philosophers of all time, René Descartes. Doubt stuff first. I may be paraphrasing, of course. The idea seemed indeed exaggerated, but Nielsen's writing was so compelling and well-fundament that I had to keep reading. He touched on the usual fundamental subjects that I just mentioned like spaced repetition, the importance of testing for increasing recall, and how one could include flashcards in their routine without disrupting their workflow. The main point that sold it for me was about the Ebbinghaus forgetting curve. This curve is the traditional character in every article you read about memory. It describes the rapid decrease in the probability of recalling a piece of information. However, if one inserts spaced sessions of testing, that will accelerate assimilation of information and increase the probability of recall. The main point was about the time requirement for memorizing the cards. Onki's ever-expanding review intervals quickly rise past a month and then out past a year. Indeed, for my personal set of Onki cards the average interval between reviews is currently 1.2 years, and rising. In an appendix below I estimate that for an average card, I'll only need 4-7 to seven minutes of total review time over the entire 20 years. Those estimates allow for occasional failed reviews, resetting the time interval. That's a factor of more than 20 in savings over the more than 2 hours required with conventional flashcards. Just stop to think about all those times that it took you 10 or 20 minutes to search for that one piece of information. Now, imagine that by implementing something like this you would drastically reduce the probability of such situations happening and gain in terms of how much time you are actually spending to commit that information to memory. The main factor that sold this system for me was that you can use it without disrupting your workflow yet more efficiently memorize large amounts of information. The system in a nutshell. After all the convincing part was done, I decided to take action. I downloaded the Onki app and started using it. I realized that the system was simple enough, making the learning curve surprisingly low. The idea is to Ankify, term that refers to adding flashcards to your deck, all the information that you think might be relevant to remember later. This involves adapting the way you take your daily notes to account for a window of a few seconds, 30 to 45 seconds approximately, to add that card to the app. In the beginning, it may seem that this takes a long time but, if you put in an initial effort, what you'll find is that you gain time by actually remembering things when you need them instead of being constantly either googling everything or lost and confused looking for that one piece of information in your computer. 5 Onki Rules To sixth in this Onki endeavor, it helps to follow a few simple rules. These are principles that are either mentioned in the article by Nielsen or that I just concluded to be important given my own empirical evidence. 1. Use only one big deck. One common approach for people that use flashcards is to divide decks into subjects. However, having just one big deck makes the process simpler. 
It might seem confusing to have a flashcard about your ID card number next to what is the difference between L1 and L2 regularization, but you'll save a lot of time by not worrying about which subject that piece of information belongs to and you'll also find that is quite amusing to answer a heterogeneous set of questions to start things off in the morning. 2. Do not ankify misleading questions nor orphan questions. This rule is about relevance. Avoid ankifying information without context, orphan questions, or information that does not have a clear answer like, what is the meaning of life? What is your take on foreign policies? These questions will just take up useful time that you could use to learn things that would actually stick. 3. Use Onki for your personal life. My first impression was that Onki and flashcards were about studying subjects. One of the reasons for my initial reluctance in trying a system like this was that it seemed like something one would use for exams and whatnot. Nope. Onki is about memory. It's about taking control of the events and the information you face on a daily basis. Therefore ankifying personal information is a way to take control of your routine, which can allow you to operate better during the day. 4. Ankify in real time. This is the most important rule. Insert this system in your daily life. It will be weird in the first few days, but once you see how well it integrates with your routine, adding flashcards will become second nature. By doing this, you reduce the mental effort and cognitive load of setting a time of the day to create flashcards. Ankify anytime, anywhere, conferences, seminars, meetings, while working. The idea is for it to be something that you just do, like checking your email. 5. Ankify as a way to engage with content and papers. This rule adds to rule 4. Once you are using the system, you will realize that it is an invaluable tool to engage with content you don't know much about. When you start reading a new paper or diving into a new field, the main entry barrier to that area is your lack of familiarity with the building blocks that make up that content. In machine learning, these could be concepts like loss function, regularization, derivatives, backpropagation. Because of this, when you anchify that information by quickly searching the answer and uploading it to your deck, you will find that with time it becomes much easier to get quickly familiarized with a field of study. Into the flashcards we go. That is it. One simple system and five simple rules that make all the difference. In my personal experience, this has been a mind-boggling overall change in my daily productivity. Suddenly, I feel control over my memories and any topic seems achievable. It demands a bit of discipline to allocate 10 to 15 minutes a day to reviewing your cards, but if you stick to it, the results are solid. If you like this post, connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Thanks and see you next time. Happy smiley.